Hello, this is Tika Lowe of Public Intellectuals, and I'm speaking with Monique Rodwell and her attorney, Cynthia Hardway. Um, Mrs. Rodwell's sons, Brandon K. Rodwell, Justin Rodwell, Jaquiel Rodwell, and their friend Jasper D. Spivey are currently in jail after Brandon and Brandon um, and his brother, Justin, had their Fourth Amendment's rights violated. Thank you so much for coming on, Ms. Rodwell. Is my assessment of the situation correct? Would you like to add anything? Yes, I would. Um, first off, Jasper Spivey is my son. Okay. Not a friend. Okay. Um, and all of my son's rights have been violated. Okay. All four of them are my boys. Okay. Um, no, I, I, go ahead. I just want my sons free because they didn't do anything. All they did was stand outside, you know, in front of my house. That's all they did. They don't do anything but do their music. No, I saw the recording and um, I saw the recording of what happened. I heard mm -hmm. your sons as a student of the constitution, I'm furious. As a journalist, I'm furious. As a black person, I'm furious. I know, you know, how, I mean, are, how are you feeling right now? Do you feel supported? What, what, do, what do you, how are you feeling right now? Uh, Ms. Rodwell, before, excuse me, I'm sorry to, to interject. I won't do it often, but let me just correct the, um, the um, account of who is, uh, who was arrested. Ms. Okay. Rodwell has actually four sons. Um, there's J. Kill Rodwell, Brandon Rodwell, Justin Rodwell, and J Jasper Spivey. All okay. four of her sons were arrested that day in connection with that incident. Two of them still remain detained. Two of them have been released. Okay, all right, thank you. Thank you for adding that, Cynthia. Um, so why do you think the police lied on your sons? And why do they, I mean, what, what, what was the reason behind even just harassing them? Well, I think I, I don't I think my sons have been targeted because of their music. Honestly, um they they give parties. That's what they do. They had a block party. And I don't I think that maybe somebody didn't like it and they was targeted for the block party that they gave. Um, you know, they were served with a um warning, but still they was targeted because they were standing out here not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And you know, and got, you know, yoked up. For no reason. Yeah. I mean, I and now it's like I'm being harassed at my own house because I got all these people coming around, you know, driving through, just sitting there staring at me, undercover cars just parking in front of us. When I'm sitting on my porch, they flashing their beamers on us, just sitting there, you know, and it's scary. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I really fear for my life and my family. Like it's really scary. I don't even sleep at night. Like I'll be up all night and then I have to try to go to work in the morning. You know, I mean, I'm scared. And I just I, want my sons home. I'm scared for them too. They in jail. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to them. I'm scared. This is just, you know, this is really outrageous. Why? Because I think when, one of the accounts I read that they thought it was some kind of, they heard some gunfire or something like that. Why do you think these illegal searches of people in Newark and Black men in particular are so accepted? Can I just uh, interject again from the legal perspective? And sure. the, the only reason I'm interjecting is because the case is still pending. Yes. So uh, 
Ms. Rywell does have her views about what happened, but just to stick to the evidence that we have that's out thus far. Okay. Uh, the initial report was that um, the officers saw um, a, a black male with dreads and a white t-shirt standing uh, there. And for whatever reason, that made the officer suspect that uh, he was doing something and that an investigation needed to happen. So the so if we focus on the initial stop, we can't read into the minds of these police officers, mm -hmm. but we can say that these things often happen in the impoverished, uh, uh, predominantly black community. This is not the first time something like this has happened. And if we look at the video that was presented, along with the first incident report, clearly these black individuals who were standing there were not doing anything indicative of criminal activity. But we cannot, um, we would be, um, we would be only guessing uh, as to what was going on in these particular officers' minds, but we know that there's a pattern in practice of these things happening historically. Um, so uh, that is for, you know, take that for what it's worth. Okay. And I know that there's a consent decree in Newark, which, as, you know, essentially, because apparently this has been happening, this pattern of behavior of just you know, stopping people and searching them illegally has been happening in Newark. So they have a consent decree that says you can't do that. Um, Miss, Miss Rodwell, have you seen them, you know, essentially following that consent decree or are they still harassing people? This is in 2014. I don't know how long you've been there. Have you yes, been- Yes, they are harassing people. They are, I see that over and over again. They're still harassing people. Yeah, so this is this case to me, you know, when I'm looking at this, um, and you can correct me if I'm, I'm incorrect, Cynthia, is that it seems to be, you know, that they violated the consent decree. And do you think that, you know, like last year, it was a report saying that the Newark Police Department didn't do any, you know, didn't, didn't, I guess, did not kill anyone with gunfire um, the entire the entire of 2020. Do you think that this, well, we can't, we can't get into their minds, but do you think the police department is kind of trying to show the public, like, we still need to be here and we're fine. It's the community. Well, no, I think that, uh, unfortunately in these, uh, in this community, as well as others, uh, throughout the United States of America, um, uh, pe uh people are set upon black people, um, are set upon by uh, officers uh, and it does not make the paper or it does not come to anyone's attention um, unless unfortunately there's a death or something so uh, salacious that uh, it has to be reported on. But the thing is that um, we need to try to uh, address these issues from the beginning. Just because someone does not end up dead doesn't mean that they have to be harassed in their own home. Now, let me be clear. I do not believe that the police, that policing is not, is, is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. There are crimes and, um, and, and often in these areas as well, there are violent crimes. So uh, policing is a necessary um, uh, tool to prevent, uh, you know, uh, citizens in the communities from being harmed as well. Mm -hmm. However, when you have certain police officers who don't respect the community and don't respect the people who live in it and think that they can treat them as if they're uh, 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 it, almost as if they are not human and do not deserve the uh, respect 
um, that other citizens um, are afforded, uh, that's a problem and it needs to be addressed uh, on this level. We don't wanna wait to hear another George Floyd before we um, <clears throat> address these things that are happening in uh, certain neighborhoods. And that's the problem. The consent decree specifically uh, uh, prohibits racial profiling. Mm -hmm. we, it's our position that what happened on this particular day with these particular individuals was indicative of racial profiling. The consent decree also says that the officers cannot um, stop detained citizens absent an articulable reasonable suspicion. We believe that that right was violated today. We also believe that um, the, the, the consent decree says you cannot arrest someone absent probable cause. We think that that particular uh, 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 um, provision of the consent dec decree was violated that day. And you can see all of those provisions being violated within one minute of the video that was published by uh, law enforcement. No, I, it was it was so clear to me. That's why I think, it, in a way, I'm I'm kind of surprised that this is not a bigger issue. I mean, it's 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 horrific that people have to almost as if we have to die in order for people to be like, oh, this is bad. This Correct. is how it starts. And uh -huh. and and then the 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 most uh, egregious part of this particular incident is that these uh, four brothers were, were essentially standing in front of their mother's house. Yeah. So uh, you, um, the, the officers can suspect whatever they want to suspect about yeah. uh, what someone's doing as they're standing there uh, in front of their, their, their own homes, but they can't act upon their, uh, uh, their um, unsupported suspicion. There was no, it was clear from that video and may, if there's some other video out there that shows something different, well, they haven't given it to us yet. It was clear from that particular video that those individuals were doing absolutely nothing. Um, it looks like there was a, a, a truck uh, there with a man trying to sell some clothes or something. The two brothers were looking you know, at the clothes. The officers immediately uh, come upon them. You see them almost immediately snatch the one brother's bag. You see them almost immediately yoke up the other brother. And then when the uh, other brothers step in to protect their brother, now there's a problem as far as the uh, police department is concerned. And in our view, the problem started before that when these individuals were racially profiled and, uh, and set upon by these officers. Exactly. And what role do you feel the media the media has in this? Because I remember after this incident happened, it was like there was a mob that came on Newark Police Department. And when I saw the video, I'm like, what is this? That's not true. That's not what happened. I mean, what do you think the the, the role of the media? I mean, I know that we don't, you know, I know that even I guess the NewJersey.com, they kind of, you know, don't have so much a dedicated person to cover. Um, to cover Newark. So, you know, how do you think the media adds to this in the New Jersey area? I think that um, if, uh, if you're speaking to me, um, I think that um, the society at large is predisposed to disbelieve um, the, uh, the, the person who is arrested in cases like this. Mm -hmm. There's a predisposition to believe law enforcement. So if you 
in, if you notice the first uh, reports that came out, the individuals, the private citizens, uh, they had video footage that was uploaded and there was a big issue about that because you could clearly see one of the brothers being slammed down on his face. Mm -hmm. So uh, the almost immediately the police, uh, uh, I believe it was the Miss Rawa, who was that, Ms. the uh, FOP uh, president? Yeah. Gave yep. a report saying that, that this whole mob uh, was jumping on the officers and just almost immediately that out of the blue, this is what happened. So uh, as soon as those reports were uh, published, the, the tide changed. And now uh, there's an issue. Um, well, well what, who, who was wrong here? Who did what? So after that, the police uh, or law enforcement or the powers that be release this footage, which they say normally we don't do this until the investigation is concluded or, you know, now they want to uh, definitely stake their uh, claim in this. And so they they send out this uh, this um, this video, which uh, they say are individuals attacking them. And you clearly see the brothers are upset uh, yeah. as, as, as to what's going on. But now because you see them upset, now society has, has, has said, oh, well, they must have done something wrong. It is uh, unfathomable to some that a, uh, a person who has done nothing at all uh, gets their, their personal property snatched and that uh, gets uh, uh, yoked up as I keep referring to it because I believe that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's unfathomable to some people that uh, uh, we have a right as citizens uh, to, to defend ourselves and to protect our love, loved ones. And that is, that is just very sad in a, uh, an era, in an environment where uh, we have George Floyd's, uh, you know, uh, being uh, killed on the street and, and has been, this officer has been convicted, so murder. So uh, to, to uh, I, I have five children of my own and I could imagine if they would have seen something happen like this to their sibling, I could imagine that they would have had no hesitation in jumping in and protecting their loved ones. But when we do this as black people, and I don't wanna get too far, you know, I'm a lawyer, mm -hmm. I'm not an activist, I'm not a politician, but I but I am a very uh, I'm very well versed in the history of Black Americans in the United States of America, and it seems that at times we're not allowed to express our uh, our anger, our, uh, our being upset, being hurt. That is that's turned against us when we do that. So uh, um, it's, it's media knows, uh, in my view, who they're playing to, and that's society at large. And society at large has a, a certain picture of us that is not flattering. So when they saw that video and uh, the brothers reacting to aggressive, unlawful behavior by the law by law enforcement, then of course uh, everybody's up in arms. And then here we are uh, looking like the bad guy. It, it it was to me just amazing because I'm looking at it and they don't they weren't even being that aggressive. They weren't being aggressive at all. They were just yeah. like, don't don't hurt my brother. That's mm -hmm. a totally reasonable human reaction. It wasn't like I think that's the thing that just so, like, that, that that to me just kind of really shocked me is how they were characterized. And when you look at the video, this was not what was happening. If 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 they had wanted to get mad and do something, they you know they would have done something. And they were just essentially saying, hey, can you stop um, mm -hmm. from my perception? Um, 
And I know that from what I've noticed, um, I'm from Los Angeles, and what I've noticed in the whole New York metro area, it seems that in a way that Newark, New Jersey seems to be like a place where they kind of hide the things that they do to black people. They kill us a little bit less here, but they dehumanize us a lot more. Um, and, you know, do you think that's a fair assessment? Like if this had happened in New York, I think that this would have had a lot more coverage, but because it's in New Jersey, it's not as, you know, do, do you also have that um, here in, in Newark um, fighting against you just because you're not in New York City, you're not in a bigger city? Well, to me, it's just a function of uh, nobody uh, getting uh, killed. Mm -hmm. So you, you see that uh, with some of the cases that stand out, um, the people that uh, are, uh, that are uh, highlighted are people who actually died. And um, I really can't think, I, I, you know, I'm dating myself, but, you know, I remember Rodney King mm -hmm. and, uh, and he survived, but, you know, uh, a vicious beating that he suffered. And I remember uh, the uh, gentleman in New York, uh, Louis, oh, I, I can't get his name because I never could pronounce his name right. But uh, I remember him being brutally attacked. But uh, most of the cases that I remember, uh, the person ended up dying. And those were the ones that uh, caught national attention. And uh, it, as I say all the time, it's uh, we should not allow ourselves to accept certain behavior and only become outraged if one of our loved ones dies because we we uh it's, it's almost as like it's almost like um normalizing certain behavior mm -hmm. uh because you don't end up dead and mm -hmm. and after a person actually gets arrested you know and we can talk about this, but it'll be a whole entirely uh, different uh, podcast and probably part one, two, three, four, and five about mm -hmm. how the legal system uh, perpetuates all of this. And once you get arrested, uh, the, the system is against you and it's very difficult to be vindicated under those circumstances. So oftentimes when people are set upon in this way, uh, and they don't die. They're just uh, grateful that they didn't get locked up. They're just grateful that they're not dead and they can go back home. And they don't, uh, they don't, uh, they kind of just let it go. Yep, That's all the time. That's right. And Miss Rodwell will tell you in her particular neighborhood, uh, it, this type of thing happens uh, way too often. All the time. They stop the young guys. They take their money from them. They yoke them up and take their money from them. And guys, like, as long as they free, let them go free and they ain't lock them up in a the cage, they just let it go. You know, young guys got beat up, young boy got beat up around the corner. You hear the other guy, like, why y'all punching him in his face? Why y'all doing that to him? Y'all just, just arrest him, just put him in the car. Why does I got to beat him up too? I mean, it just reminds me of, you beat the person up, then you throw him in the cage. What the heck is this? Exactly. Baby? It sounds like slavery to me. Beat him. And he, what he said? What he told him? His name. What's your name? He said, Kuta, he said, Toby. No, it's Kuta Kente. You got to say what I want you to say. Beat him again. That's what this seemed like. Then throw him in a cage? What is this? I thought we was past slavery. Uh, no, no. I've, I've, you know, I've seen 
I've seen this, you know, I've seen this for, for years. I've seen it in LA. I've seen it here. Um, it's, as it's, it's everywhere. I saw a horrible tape in Louisiana. Um, and, um, and people weren't dead, but they were alive, but dehumanized by the system, you know, law enforcement, the, you know, the law, as Miss Hardaway said, the actual law system and the media, they're all kind of like working together as a team. But what can we do to support your sons, Miss Rodwell, and you to, you know, you know, in order to like help vindicate them, not only just get them out, not every, not get them all out of jail, the two that are still there, or, but to also vindicate them. What can we do to help you? Um, you can actually get the, get the message out. I think everybody needs to know what's going on because too mm -hmm. many people are scared, you know? In, in my area, you know, um, a guy came over after that happened to my sons, you know, he and it happened to him and we never knew, we never heard. And he came up to him and said, yeah, my brother got beat, beat up in the backyard. It was three officers right around the corner from me, same area, beat him up bad, you know, but they scared to talk, you know, because they, you know, they don't want to be targeted by the police. No, I understand. But Which is exactly what is happening to Miss Rodwell uh, right now in her family. And the, the thing that is, is, is uh, also uh, tragic in these situations, you take a person like Miss Rodwell, who got four of her sons uh, snatched off these city streets in one, uh, in one fell swoop. And now she's in the position of having to, uh, with the one who's detained, um, he had custody of his daughter. So now uh, she has to take on, the, try to find out how to uh, figure that out while she works. She has to try to figure out why, how to uh, pay for lawyers uh, for four sons while she works. She has to try to, you know, keep herself together because she's very concerned about her sons uh, while she maintains her daily life. And she also has to worry about these uh, cop cars uh, blocking off the roadways. You can't get into her block or to her house without somebody, an officer stopping you and asking you where you're going, who you are. Um, they posted a, uh, a Newark Police Department uh, truck, one of those big trucks, right uh, uh, almost directly in front of her yard. Uh, they have uh, officers walking up and down. They have, uh, as she told you, officers in cars flashing lights. So now she, because of what, of, cause what happened that one day, all of this is happening to her. And how strong do you expect one person to be? Mm, that is true. Um, Cynthia Hardaway, thank you so much for supporting um, the Rodwell brothers and Mrs. Rodwell, because, you know, a lot of times when things like this happen, you know, even people who have power such as yourself are afraid to get involved. Like this case isn't big enough. I don't want to get into it to, to an argument with, or I don't want to get into it with the Newark, you know, police department um, because these are all big people who are scary. Um, people have a right, you know, you know the, the fact is that these people have power and they can do things to you um, in, in regards to dehumanizing you ending your life, putting you in jail, you know, keeping you from being employed. So thank you. Do you guys have, do either of you have anything else you would like to add? I would just add, I'm not um, concerned about uh, what anybody can do to me mm -hmm. um, because I, I just don't think that they can. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm in a, a different position from Miss Rodwell. I don't live in the neighborhood. My children are not locked up. 
So, uh, you know, my job here is to uh, try to uh, defend uh, my client as best I can and also to support Ms. Rodwell along the way. And that is an easy thing for me to do. She is the one who is, uh, who's really taking a bold step here, speaking out and advocating for her sons. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Mrs. Rodwell, anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think I pretty much covered everything. Okay. Thank you so much for speaking with me. Um, we are going to try to get this amplified and get more people to, to know about, you know, the injustice that happened um, on your block in front of your house in Newark, New Jersey. Thank you both for coming to Public Intellectuals and uh, keep me updated on what is happening and I'll be happy to share it with whoever I need to share it with. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us the platform so that we could speak. Okay, thank you. Have a thank good you. evening. Okay.